TNT, TNT, TNT. Yes, sir. We're back again uh, with the TNT podcast. This is episode 32, TNT, TNT, TNT. This is one half of the TNT podcast to Lori, and I'm going to let my brother introduce himself like he does so perfectly well every time. Yes, sir. We're here. Episode 32 of the TNT podcast, TNT, TNT, TNT. This is the other half of the TNT podcast. Timothy, we're here. We're live, baby. We're back. Back to the topic. Back with the shits. I'm glad to be back again. We put out our uh, Tory Lanez episode, and now we're back with the shits again. We got more stuff that's going on in hip hop, as always. And yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm ready to get into some shit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, you know, like like you always start off. I'm gonna start off. Uh, how you been, Brody? Oh man, I've been I've been great. I've been great. I'm just living. Trying to stay alive, working, you know, um, I don't know, you know, not too much, not too much really goes on on my end. You know, I live a pretty boring life. I'm not going to lie. My life is pretty damn dull and boring, you know, just consists of work, you know, doing this with you, my relationship with my lovely fiance, Raquel. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that's pretty much it, you know, pretty a lame ass life. Nah, nah, I don't believe it's that though. I don't believe it. it you know, be I, I be trying to trying to do a little, you know, a little things here and there. I move around here and there, but I don't, I don't really be doing too much. I, I really feel like I really need to like. I feel like at times I haven't lived enough. You know, mm. that I'm only 27. I'm young. I still have a lot of life ahead of me. Both of us still have a lot of life ahead of us. But I just feel like so much like time is just moving by so fast. Like we're already going to be in November. This year is already about to be over with. And time is just moving. And I just feel like I haven't. I don't know. At times I feel like I haven't I haven't really lived, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, uh, maybe it's maybe it's a travel thing. Maybe you got to travel a little bit more. Maybe got to just take a trip or something. I think that that might that might make it actually feel like you like doing a little bit more. I mean, I haven't traveled that much. I'm well, maybe a little bit more now, but it's like I haven't traveled like I wanted to. But that that might that might uh that might like maybe change your scope on some stuff. You might need to just kind of take a trip or something somewhere, like a couple of different states or maybe out of the states. I can agree with that. I can agree with that 100% because, fam, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm jaded as fuck. I'm bored. You know, I've been living I've been living in Irving my entire life, basically. So I've never, you know, going to New York was the first time I was able to actually see something different, like be around different people, different food, different, just a different atmosphere. So it really opened up, you know, uh, the scope on a lot of things. And mm-hmm. ever since then... You know, I've just been telling myself, like, man, like, I live, like, a boring, dull, lame life. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. Nah, and, you know, I, I get I get, I get, what you're saying, though. I, I get it. I just, I feel like, I, I don't know. Maybe because I don't be around you every day. It just, it don't be seeming like it's that boring. But, uh, but no, I, I actually get it, like. Oh, but you, yeah, like I'm saying, you might just might just need to just take a trip or something somewhere. 
Yeah, I was going to say, when you down here, you already know when, when all the, when the crew is down, you know, I turn up. We got to tell, we definitely got, I definitely got to turn up whenever you and Ari and, you know, everybody's down, Justin, everybody's down. But, you know, mm-hmm. when everybody's gone and, you know, you're back in Cali, Justin's back in Mississippi, Ari's back in VA, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, things just kind of go back to normal. It's kind of like how I texted you whenever you hit me and you were like, hey, I made it back home. I texted you and I was like, yep, back to the regular schedule program. That's what I meant. <laughs> man, 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 man. I, I, yeah, man. I know, bro. I, you know what? And I, I, that's why I can't I, – actually, I can't wait to come back home. Like, because it's like, man, when it's sometimes when we bored, I mean, you can probably do some stuff, bro. So, you know, just go exploring Dallas or something, bro. I, and that's another thing. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to get back to Dallas to see more like of what's in. Dallas. I'm from Dallas, but I don't know Dallas. It's kind of crazy. Nah, same here, man. Same here. I'm I'm from Dallas, but I don't know. You know, I ha- I feel like I haven't gone deep enough into Dallas as I should. And I know that it's it's really embarrassing for me to say that on this podcast, but I mean it is what it is. We're here to be honest. We're here to tell the truth. We're gonna give mm-hmm. you pieces of us. I should probably. You know, like what you just said, do a little bit more, you know, running around Dallas to kind of get 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 to know it a little bit better. Because I've been living here my entire life. I'm 27, 27 years I've been here. And, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, you know, and, and I don't mean to to make it sound like like I'm not trying to, you know, say that my life is, is horrible. I'm not complaining or anything like that. I'm just saying like it's just, you know, you kind of get in a place where it's like work, life routine yeah like just yeah, the same like routine. There you redundant go. routine it's like it's not that it's it's like the, the the routine becomes boring type of thing right my mom used to call it the rat race i'm tired of the rat race that's what she used yeah. to say yeah you know what's so crazy bro and i've been here in cali what probably with three and a half years bro i've seen more here than i've seen in dallas and i'm from dallas and it's kind of crazy like I've been to San Francisco, L.A., Sacramento, uh, the Bay Area, like, and I, man, I've done a lot out here, and it's like, I haven't even done half of this, like, half of the things, uh, I haven't done, like, half of that in Dallas. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, that is crazy, but that's a good thing, though. That's a good thing that you've been able to explore Cali and get get the most out of your, your Air Force experience, so... Salute yeah. to you for that. But um, no, I wanted to to just ask, you know, like what are what you get into this past weekend and what what have you been up to? You know, what are what are some things that you because being back home in Cali, I'm pretty sure, you know, y'all y'all are you go and go and go and go out there. So I just, you know, was wondering how your weekend was, some things you may have got into this weekend. Uh, man, my, my weekend was pretty good, man. Uh, I met up with a friend of mine uh, in Fresno and uh he was uh I hadn't seen him in about a year or so. So we had uh just went out to eat and uh was kind of exploring Fresno a little bit, just hanging out. And uh what else did I do? See, uh I feel like it was something else I did. I went to Sacramento, you know, kind of bar hopped and uh ate some good barbecue. You know, it'd be kinda hard to find some barbecue spots out here, but it's it's like two specific barbecue spots that are pretty good i hear one called like sauce and then i think the other one is called uh i can't remember the name of the other one but it's, it's like a couple of them but you know 
Texas, of course, got like some of the best barbecue, but you kind of got to search here. But uh, just went like bar hopping with one of my other friends, um, and then uh, had some like you know had some drinks and ate some food, and that was re- pretty much it. And uh, yeah, my my weekend was pretty chill. It was fun. Just kind of you know exploring more Cali. I hadn't been in Fresno, and uh, that's pretty that's a pretty nice area. So just trying to make my rounds like as far as Cali before I leave here, you know, trying to take a San Diego trip soon before I leave. So, yeah, I, you know, just exploring, bro. You know me. I just be trying to find different stuff to get into. So, yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, I'm glad that you made it back home safe and sound and you're good. I'm happy. I'm happy that we were able to see you spend the weekend with you. You're my brother for life. But uh, so- no, nah, man, I um, I had a pretty interesting weekend. Um, I went out. I 100 percent uh, went out and voted. So yeah, I want to yeah. say this right now on the TNT podcast. Moving forward, we're going to encourage all of our listeners to please register yourself to vote. Go out and vote. Mm-hmm. I know right now the two options that we have is is you know it's it's not good. Like both of our options are pretty trash, but. We need to we need to get up off our asses and we need to make sure that we're making ourselves useful in this time so we can get fuck face the fuck out of here. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've been seeing a lot of people say that, you know, Joe Biden isn't isn't necessarily the best option. And that that may be true. It may be true. But I feel like Donald Trump is is the, the bottom It's like the worst of the worst. So. I just want to use our platform to to tell people, encourage people, please get yourself registered to vote. I feel like last time, you know, Hillary was in the lead in the beginning and everybody thought it was all good. And then Donald Trump somehow ended up where he is now. And I just don't want people to get comfortable. I don't want people to, to look at the numbers right now and just think that everything's OK. No, it's not. Please, please, please. Register yourself to vote. Go out and vote. And if you don't want to vote for the presidents, at least vote for your your people that are that are running on a state level. At least at least let let's do that. Let's contribute in that. Let's contribute in some way, shape, or form, so that we can we can we can try to to change the system to try to get it to where it needs to be. So please please go vote. I went out and voted. I'm happy to say it felt great. Like whenever I filled out the ballot and and handed it in, it felt amazing. I felt great voting. It felt exonerating. It, it was just great. So please, yes, please go vote. Um, I did see that um, your significant other did went uh, go vote. So shout out to Adrienne. She voted. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. And uh, yeah, I, I'm about to go vote soon. So yes, sir. Please, please vote, people. Please vote. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Um, other than that, it was um, Raquel's mom's birthday this weekend. So we just uh, we were going to go to bombshells. It was real, real packed because I think there was a fight that was happening. So we ended up having to leave and going to Applebee's. And let me just tell you, Applebee's is trash. <laughs> Jeez. is trash i ordered i think i ordered i ordered an appetizer and usually the appetizers be fire 
But for whatever reason, at Applebee's, I ordered the, I think it was the boneless buffalo wings or some shit like that. Them shits were trash. Them shits were trash. And, um, yeah, man, it it was trash. You know, I never was a fan of Applebee's. And after that, I'm really, I think I may have eaten at Applebee's like maybe two other times in my life. And I'm just going to tell you right now, fuck with Applebee's. Nah. Yeah, I'm not really uh, um, in Applebee's like that. I go to Chili's though. Chili's is fire. Some stuff at yeah. Chili's. Chili's, Chili's is 100% fire. I will, uh, I will probably get married at Chili's. Raquel, if you're listening to this, <laughs> we got our Chili's down the street from the apartment. Nah, I mean, crazy. <laughs> but uh, no, happy birthday to my mother-in-law. Uh, sure. She did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she just celebrated her birthday, another year of life. It's always great to celebrate another year of life. But other than that, I didn't really uh, get into anything else uh, this this past weekend. I'm trying to think. Nah, like I said, my life is boring as fuck. But anyway, we got some topics to get into today, man. It's a lot of shit that's, that's happened these past couple of days. As always, I feel like we say that all the time. Um, I just wanted to start this off by shouting out to... I, I, I really feel like we we started this podcast at the perfect time. Like yeah. right now I feel like with podcasts being new territory, a new thing, a lot of, a lot of people are, are starting podcast platforms. A lot of people that I'm inspired by that you're inspired by. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a real amazing thing to see that we're, I feel like we're going to see a whole new market open up just to sit, just to uh, listen to people sit and talk for an hour or two. I think that is amazing. That's amazing. And I want to continue to do what we're doing at the best of our ability so that we can maybe inspire other people to maybe, maybe if there's people out there that maybe thought about starting a podcast or maybe they wanted, maybe they don't know how to start it. They don't know where to begin. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to, how to maybe talk or they don't know how to, I don't know. They don't, they don't know what topics to do. Like do it, man. Just start, start the podcast, start it up. You know, you're, you're going to, you're going to grow. You're going to grow. It's going to get better. I feel like when we started our podcast, I feel like we've, we've gotten so much better with our topics, with the structure, our time. Mm -hmm. You know, when we, we first started making episodes, I believe our episodes were like 45 minutes. Now they're upwards of two hours. So man, just, Start your podcast, do the podcast. I think right now is the is the is the best time to start the podcast because it's 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 a it's a, a new market, man. It's a new market and I feel like there's a lot of a lot of great things that you know, podcasting is it's it's gonna a lot of great things are gonna happen with podcasts. A lot of money, I there's do. a lot of money to be made, a lot of deals to be made. Um and a few there's a few people that I actually wanted to shout out. I wanted to uh shout out DJ Khaled. Uh, DJ Khaled mm-hmm. just uh, announced that he was going to start his podcast and it's going to be called the first one. And I think it's something different. It's something unique. He's actually going to be interviewing or I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe not necessarily interviewing, but just having real organic conversations with people that are in the industry, people that he worked with, his friends, frequent collaborators, so on and so forth. And I think that, that's going to be a great platform. DJ Khaled, we all know that DJ Khaled is one of the greatest inspirational speakers 
I feel mm-hmm. like, of our generation, period. For sure. So I want to shout out to DJ Khaled. I want to shout out to Lupe Fiasco and Royce to 5-9 with the Lupe and Royce show. That's God MCs right there. Yes, yes. God MCs, those are, they're both legends. They both been in the industry for a long time. They both seen a lot. They both have, have had a lot of relationships with a lot of legendary people. They've been in a lot of legendary rooms, you know, and I think that both of them with their expertise and experience, I feel like that's going to make for a great, great, great conversation and a great show with great content. And, you know, hopefully maybe they have some guests on there so they can discuss things. That's going to be great. So shout out to Lupe and Royce. Royce to 5'9". Y'all already know that's one of my favorite MCs of all time. Top five for me. And y'all already know how. Yeah, y'all already know how we feel about Lupe. That's a God MC right there. Both Royce and Lupe are God MCs. So salute to those guys. Both legends. Um, I want to shout out to Ebony K. Williams. She is actually a attorney, political activist slash attorney who actually uh, she's been around for a while. She was actually um, added to the state of the culture show with Joe Budden, Remy Ma and Jinx. And um, she actually brought a lot to that show. And she kind of brought me in as as a listener. So I'm very, very interested mm-hmm. to see what what kind of uh, content she's going to bring. I'm pretty sure it's going to be she, she you know, she's one of those women that I don't know if you're familiar with um, Angela Rye. Are you familiar with Angela Rye? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, Angela Rye is is one of those powerful. She's almost mm-hmm. like one of them, like one of them powerful. Um, I don't want to say this the wrong way. She she's one of those intimidating. Oh yeah, this is not going to sound very good. <laughs> she's just very she's very intimidating. She's one of those women that that will make you step your game up. Like if I was ever in a room with her, I feel like I would be standing off in the corner with my mouth shut. Because she's just one of those those powerful, she she exerts dominance when she mm-hmm. when you know when when she um when she's I don't know like I guess her presence is just mm-hmm. just very very powerful. So like regal and bold, like just right. So Ebony K Williams is 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 similar to her, and her uh, podcast is going to be called Holding Court. And what is great about this, what I really enjoy, shout out to Charlemagne the God because her podcast is actually going to be a part of the Black Effect Network, which if you guys aren't familiar with that, Charlemagne actually teamed up with iHeartRadio to start a black podcasting network. How great is that? Bruh. How Bruh. great is that? Shout out to Charlemagne, bro. You know me and you've been fans of Charlemagne for a long time, like. For probably what about a good ten years, eleven years? Yeah, man, it's 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 been a long time. I I've I remember watching the very first Breakfast Club interview. It was with Ray J, mm-hmm. and or no, 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 no. Uh, actually, I think Ray J was their first Breakfast Club interview. I think so. I think he was their first guest. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. So I've been watching. I've been watching the Breakfast Club for a very long time. I've read Charlemagne's books. He's one of my biggest inspirations. I had the pleasure of meeting Charlemagne, shaking, uh, shaking his hand. Uh, I met or didn't didn't necessarily meet him. I saw his bodyguard wax standing in the corner. And let me just tell you, that's a big ass nigga because I seen him on like he'll pop in some of the Breakfast Club interviews and he looks like a big dude on screen. But let me just tell you all right now that that's a big ass nigga in person, too. 
So I seen him. So yeah, shout out to Charlemagne for for uh for uh teaming up with iHeart with the the Black Effect Network. I think that's gonna be great. There's gonna be a lot of great, great things to come out of that. A lot of great podcasts, a lot of great content coming out of that. So shout out to Charlemagne, shout out to Ebony K. Williams. Her podcast again is called Holding Court. Um, I don't know if she has any episodes out yet. I think it's it's currently in the works. Uh, so that's going to be coming real soon. And then last but not least, I want to shout out to Joe Budden uh, for starting Joe Budden Network. So after yeah, his yeah. Spotify, yes, after his Spotify little situation didn't work out, he went and he was like, fuck this, I'm going to do it on my own. And that's the way you have to do it. You got to do it that way. And um, he actually brought in uh, Bridget Kelly, who is a uh, Grammy award-winning R&B singer. And she is going to, she has her podcast that she's already started called see the thing is with uh, Mandy B and Olivia dope. So this is, this is kind of similar to the Joe buttons podcast. You know how Joe has Rory and mall and then him. Mm-hmm. Well, Bridget Kelly brought in two women co-hosts and this is going to be like the Joe button podcast from a woman's point of view, which I think is going to be very dope. Fire. Fire. Yeah, I think that that's very dope. I've already watched a few episodes of it. It's great. I love it. I'm always uh, in support of whatever the women are doing. Y'all, y'all know how I feel about that. I think um, we need to really. I, I like to hear things from a woman's point of view because it's very important to hear things from a woman's point of view. So, shout out to uh, Joe Budden for that. Shout out to Bridget Kelly and everybody involved with that. Um, but yeah, I really just wanted to shout out all the all the all the great podcasts that I think are about to come out, and um, you know I've been yeah I've been listening to a lot of different podcasts. I'm trying to keep myself inspired. I'm trying to to make it so that our podcast can be the best that it can possibly be. Make sure that our content is a one at all times. Making sure that we're bringing everything to the table. Our conversations are on point. So I'm inspired. Salute to all those people that I just named. But um Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, I'm you know, yeah, and I don't mean to to talk over you or anything like that. You know, if you have anything to say, I'm sorry. I just I get excited. I get excited. No, 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 man. You no, nah, bro, you fine. I, I I'm just saying I, I agree with everything you're saying. Like seeing all of these podcasts um come to fruition, like or it's like it's beautiful. I love it. It's it's definitely an inspiration to me. Like seeing Lupe and Royce and just people that like inspire you, just even on a music standpoint that they're doing podcasts now. It's like podcasts really is the new wave. Like, you know, I feel like it's about to be the I feel like podcast is about to be a big thing for like a long time. And so I'm I'm in this for the long haul, bro. I'm ready. I I, I love it. I love it. Facts. Facts. It's gonna be. It's it's definitely gonna be something that's gonna be around for a long time. It's an it's a new, a new platform, a new way for people to express themselves. Now, when we say new, it's it's newly popular. Podcasting has been around, I believe, for a while. I feel like most of these apps that we have, like Apple and all that, like they've had the podcasting thing there. It's just nobody mm-hmm. knew what to do with it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Podcasting's been out for a long time. It's just podcasting is the new wave of like like it's super popular now like this is what people are listening to like on their way to work on their like in the gym uh just different like people are listening to podcasts in different ways you wouldn't think like 
they're listening to it like like they listen to music. Like it's it's just like a part of them every day type of thing. And it's like inspirational and it gives them motivation and stuff like that. So podcast is is it, bro. Yeah, and there's it's it's just, it's just like what you said. It's just like music. There's a lot of different genres of podcasting. There's music commentary. Mm-hmm. There's re- religious podcasts. There's political mm-hmm. podcasts. There's comedy. There's all that. There's something out there for everyone. And you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. It's gonna be it's gonna be around for a long time. There's a lot of money to be made. A lot of moves to make. And I want to be a part of the conversation. I want the TNT podcast to be a part of the conversation. And when I when people look back. Year, two years, three years from now, I want people to to say that the TNT podcast had great content. We had great conversations, and we impacted. Even if it's on a small scale, I don't care if we don't if we don't make it to Joe Budden status. I don't care about that. Even if it's on a small status, I appreciate when people, you know, comment or send messages and say, "Keep going with the podcast, y'all. Stuff is deep." Or keep talking about the stuff that y'all are talking. Y'all have substance. I love hearing that. So I appreciate all of that. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know why when I when I hear stuff like that, like, cause actually one of my friends that I hung out with, Nate in uh, Fresno or whatever, he was like, "Bro, I've been listening to the podcast, and bro, I I love it, bro." He was like, "It's depth, it's real good conversation, it's quality, and uh, that's really the thing for me. It's it's quality over quantity, and uh, it's it, like I almost feel like we like how deep we are into hip hop. I almost feel like we like those underground rappers that like." people know is it's like like most deaf in Talib. It was like like their their music is so good and it's real good quality, but it's not in the mainstream. I almost feel like that with the podcast, but it can go further mainstream. But it's just like it's really about the quality of the like topics that we're talking about and I love what we do. So I like that. So, I like that. You always you always make the dopest comparisons. I like that. I like it. Yeah, man. I love it. It's it's like I feel like we like I feel like we like them underground, like we like an underground podcast that's like that people are gonna know about a lot, and it's like it's gonna be real popular. It's coming, bro. I really feel like it's coming. Yeah, let's let's speak it into existence. Let's manifest it. Let's manifest it. Yes, sir. Salute yes, sir. Salute to us, man. For sure. For sure, man. And I feel like people are gonna learn and hear about. And it's going to make them like search, like get like search for good music. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, you know, we we talk about things in the mainstream. But, you know, I, I love how when we talk about different artists that people don't really listen to and it makes them want to go listen to that person. So that's that's another good thing. For sure. For sure. I definitely uh, want a part of our a part of our experience to be to, to you know, putting people on to different things and stop, stop having it just, you know, hip, cause hip hop is not a, it's not a, it's not just a surface level genre. There's a lot, a lot of stuff that's going on that's under the radar that doesn't get talked about. And, you know, the, the, the genre that I love so much, I just want everybody to be able to appreciate it. That loves that claims that they love hip hop. I want them to be able to appreciate it the way that I appreciate it. Because sure. hip hop, you know, I know Lupe Fiasco said it, hip hop saved my life, but I really mean it whenever I say hip hop saved my life. Like I really mean that. Yeah. Real talk, man. For real. It's 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 uh it, it's like the thing with KRS one talked about, he was like, like I am hip hop. Like it's like it, it's just a part of me. It's just a 
the way we dress, talk, do everything. It's just hip hop is life. Facts. Facts. But yeah, man, uh, we're we're 30 minutes in, man. We got we got some topics to get to. So yes, Cardi B. Cardi B has has been back in the news, I want to say. Um, and I can't say that I'm surprised. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that in a bad way at all. Um, she actually deleted her Twitter yesterday, I think. She deleted her Twitter because mm-hmm. she's sick and tired of fans trying to dictate how to live her life, I guess, yeah. if you want to say. Mm-hmm. And I guess the only question that I have is, and if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, she ended up, or so it seems, it, it seems that she's decided to continue her marriage with Offset after some videos came out a picture was leaked well i don't even know if it was leaked it was like put up by mistake on on her instagram story it was shared by mistake um and i guess the only question that i have is if you're going to be somebody who is a public figure meaning that your life is put out there for everyone to see, for everyone to follow, for everyone to comment on. We live in a social media era where you have a bunch of nerds who sit behind computer screens, who have all kinds of negative shit to say all day long. They don't go outside. Mm-hmm. Do you, let me try to think of the, of the right way to ask this question. I don't, I, I, I don't believe that, that I think she is correct when she's saying that, you know, you motherfuckers don't have the right to dictate how I live my life. That, that is 100% a fact. We, we don't get to do that, but exactly. I feel like if you're going to be somebody who is as big as Cardi, cause Cardi has shot to superstar status really, really fast. Don't you, wouldn't you think that you would have to have super super thick skin to be able to deal with everything that comes with superstardom i guess for me i just never understood oh this is this is what uh this is what got rory yelled at on the joe button podcast by Nicki minaj so let me let me tread lightly here i'm not saying that artists shouldn't respond i'm not saying that y'all shouldn't respond but what i'm saying is is i think that there needs to be this thing where celebrities know that this is what comes with that lifestyle. It it comes with the territory. It it definitely comes with the territory. It's it's almost inevitable. You know what I'm saying? Like it's you can't stop it. It's gonna be something you can be the most beautiful, positive person. Somebody's gonna find some type of flaw in you or they're gonna try to point it out or something. So it's it's inevitable. Yeah, and I guess I guess for me it's just like one of those things where I because I love Cardi B so much, and I love her as an artist. I love her personality. I love how how authentic and real she is. It just sucks to see that she's letting these these fans because she she's not your average. Most of these celebrities like they don't really like you. Don't ever see like Kendrick or Drake or J Cole responding to hate on social media. You never see that. 
And I just mm-hmm. see, I see Cardi, she claps back a lot. Like, she claps back at a lot of people. She blocks a lot of people. It's kind of like how Chance the Rapper is right now. But, you know, Chance the Rapper is going through it. But we'll save that conversation for another time. Um, she, she, Cardi B claps back a lot. And it, it really, I guess it really just sucks because she's such a, I guess for me, like, it ruins my, my idea of a superstar because when you're typically when you're a superstar there's like a certain mystique that comes with being a superstar you know we don't we don't know nothing about beyonce beyonce don't speak she don't talk she don't be saying nothing jay-z don't be saying nothing we don't hear nothing from drake you know what i'm saying it's just like one of those things where it's like i don't know even even where i'm going with this but i get it i get it i get it i get exactly what you're saying though because it's like she doesn't act like a celebrity and it's like, I don't think it's like, she's a celebrity, but she doesn't have that. I don't know. I guess you could say the personality of a celebrity, but I guess she start. I guess she wants people to see like, no, I'm a real person. I have real feelings. And, uh, I mean, I'm a clap back when I want to clap back. So she's, she's, she's different than a lot of celebrities. Right. So I guess I guess with with you said that perfectly, I guess I can just call myself a hypocrite because at the same time I'm sitting here saying I love how real she is. So I can't in the same breath sit here and say, you know, like that she shouldn't be doing this. So I'm actually calling myself out on a TNT podcast. I'm being a hypocrite. But I don't know. Like at the same time, it's just it's just crazy to see that. So anyway, basically, people are going off on her because she decided to take offset back again or from what it what it looks like. It seems like she's taking offset back again after he has cheated on her several, several, several times. Um, she said that her and Offset argue all the time and so on and so forth. And the picture that actually came out, you know, I don't I don't want to, you know, get on the TNT podcast and, you know, um, you, you, have to, you have to watch how you talk about women, you know. So a picture was leaked on her Instagram story of her body. And apparently Mm -hmm. it came out that she was actually with Offset in the picture. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are just kind of like, you know, well, what the hell? You filed for divorce. We thought you were leaving him. Like, what's what's the problem? Like, you are not. And it's really just crazy because this is coming off of everybody attacking her for WAP. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I don't know. I don't know about that. I feel like maybe there's probably a deeper conversation here, but I don't want to get too deep into that because this was just one of those topics that I kind of just wanted to throw in there um, in regards to the body shaming that was actually going on. And I think that that's just whack. Like we're like, come on, fam. We're still body shaming women in 2020. Like seriously. I mean, that's the crazy part about it to me because it's like, Bro, it's her natural body, so it's not a thing where, or I don't know what she's had done, but I'm just like, I mean, like, yeah, like you just said, we're doing that in 2020. Like, come on, just like, yeah, it just shows you what different people's heads are when it when it comes to women, or it's just like, bro, it's not that, like, it's not that deep. Like, what, like, what is that gonna do for you? Yeah, like why are we why are we still but I mean we shouldn't be body shaming period, but exactly. we one hundred percent shouldn't be body like we're 
come on, fam. Like body shaming women in 2020 is not a is not a good look. Like it's not a good look. And it's crazy because whenever I don't know anything about Billie Eilish, I don't listen to Billie Eilish's music. You know, I I know what she looks like. She she's stands out. But it's crazy how like when Cardi B, you know, they were doing a verbal drive by on Cardi B and Billie Eilish caught some she caught some some shots. She caught some mm. shots in the middle of this. And there was a picture that came out of Billie Eilish. I guess she was like walking somewhere. She was like getting out of a car and walking into a restaurant or something, or maybe into a studio or something like that. I don't know where the hell she was going. But she was just dressed normal, like dressed normal, like an everyday human being. Like, I think she had like a tank top on and some goddamn shorts or something like that. And people tore her ass up. They were tearing her ass up. Yeah. And man. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy that that we're still body shaming, and it's it's almost like people just think that because they are celebrities that they are just like like different. Like they're just di- they're still humans at the end of the day. That's what I'm saying. That that that's 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 all I'm trying to say. It's like celebrities are human beings. I think we're people treating celebrities like they some type of alienistic. Uh, extraterrestrial creature or something, bro. They they human like us. They just have a talent that's just like putting them in the limelight. So, but they're a human being. They still got feelings. They still hurt. They eat, sleep, and everything like we do. Like, so yeah, that's it's crazy. They just might have more money or whatever, and a lot of more things that come with the fame. But yeah, they're humans. We definitely have to get a dictionary to see if alienistic is a word. We definitely have to. Do that. <laughs> uh, that might have just made that up. I don't know, but extraterrestrial—that's definitely a word. Extraterrestrial is definitely a word. Hey, and if look, if alienistic is not a word, then the TNT podcast—we're creating that word. Okay, we're we're <laughs> we're if it's not a word, a- alienistic is a word that we're going to create right here on the TNT podcast for somebody who I don't want to say resembles an alien, but I guess you, (laughs) I guess you would use it in, in terms of people trying to like how you said it, like people trying to, to, to say, or, or think that someone is just different or not, not from where they are or from somewhere else. So if it's not a word, we're creating it here on TNT podcast. Thank you. I'm giving myself a pat on the back right now. <laughs> That's funny. No, nah, man. Look, Cardi B, I just want to shout out to Cardi B. We love you, Cardi B. Stop letting all these fans get to you. Fuck the fans. I know that, you know, a lot of these people think that, you know, they the, these celebrities, they owe us thing, they owe us like their life, but they don't. They don't. They don't. They Bottom. really don't. Like, like a fan don't like like. Like a like a celebrity don't a celebrity doesn't owe you a, a autograph. They don't owe you none. So when you get anything from a celebrity, you better like appreciate it because they don't owe you nothing. I feel like people feel that celebrities owe them something because I guess you know they paying money to see them at a show or paying for an album or whatever or streaming or whatever. But still, like that person is still a person. They don't want to be. Some people don't want to be famous all day, every day. Some people do, but some people want to just live a normal life some days. Some people be tired of being a celebrity some days, but 
yeah, man, they they people. They they not. They try to they they be trying to treat them like animals. Like no, like they are people. They got feelings. Facts. Yeah, celebrities. Listen, we said it here on TNT podcast. Celebrities don't owe you shit. Now, I do think it's great whenever they, you know, if if, if you know a celebrity stops and they take a picture or they give you an autograph, whatever the case may be, that that's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. Exactly. You know, I it's not. That. I like that. I, I if 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 I saw Will Smith walking up the street, I would ask for a picture. If I didn't get the picture, I'm not gonna trip about it. That's the whole thing. People are tripping about it, right? People are like right. losing their minds and like writing something in a vlog or a blog or whatever, and just like like how much they hate this person because they didn't get an autograph. Like how you know that person didn't go through something crazy that day or something traumatic that day. So it's like you gotta, you know, gotta have gotta give people like you gotta have some type of boundary and some type of, you know, just gotta know, just gotta know you're dealing with. Yes, that is true. Celebrities don't owe you shit. But um, salute to Cardi B. If she if she wants to take Offset back, hey man, that's her life. Let her do, let her do what what she feels is right to her. Yeah, we man, can't. That's her, that's her prerogative. Yeah, we can't. We can't say nothing about that. Their relationship is none of our business. Let them do what they do. Cardi B again. I know you're not listening, but stop letting these these shitty nerds on internet on on the internet, you know, f up your day and yeah. Salute to Cardi B, man. For sure. Salute to her, man. Love you, Cardi. And let's see. How do we how do I want to how do I want to start this? Ice Cube or where do you where do you rank Ice Cube on your most influential rappers? Because I feel like Ice Cube is a top five, or maybe not top five, maybe maybe top ten. I'll say top ten greatest rapper of all time, just in terms of influence, message, uh, the 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 moments that he's been a part of, things like that. Yeah. So I start the top. Where do you agree? agree. I I could agree with that. I could say uh top ten rappers uh uh as far as influence and all of this stuff and like like being a just in entertainment of course like like writing movies, directing movies, the uh starting the big three like you know the NBA players transitioning from the NBA to the big three, so it's like another league for like kind of like the older players that played in the NBA. Um I mean, you know, movies and then of course music makes great music. Um yeah, Ice Cube is is a Ice Cube is a goat. And it's funny we talking about Ice Cube. Like I, I'm laying here on the bed and I was I actually have my Ice Cube shirt in my hand, like right on my bed. And it was just like it's the the picture of uh it's like it's the boys in the hood picture. And uh Classic. yeah I mean, Ice Ice Cube is Ice Cube is definitely top ten as far as uh, as rappers as far as rappers and being like an influence, yeah. And and then of course he's just a great MC too, like so yeah. And and, and being a part of NWA and all of that, like and his solo stuff is Ice Cube is a goat. 
the reason why I asked is because, yes, I, I feel like Ice Cube is a top 10 rapper, top 10 greatest rapper of all time. Mm-hmm. And they tried to cancel my man Ice Cube. I know, man. They, they tried to cancel my man Ice Cube, and I'm here to tell you right now on TNT Podcast, no. Exactly. No. no. You're not, you're not, y'all are not going to cancel Ice Cube. Y'all are not going to come bring Ice Cube. And you know, it's crazy because Ice Cube has kind of been in the news a lot this year. You know, mm-hmm. he had put up some anti-Semitic symbolism on his Twitter not too long ago. And he's had some some things to say about Trump. And, and you know, now with this current situation that we're in, he's decided to align himself with Trump. But we have to, we have to look at the context here. We have to look at in what context is he aligning himself with Trump? Now, I know that sounds very, very bad because most people listening, you're probably thinking there's no right way to align yourself with Trump. If you align yourself with Trump, you're a sellout. That's what they're calling Ice Cube. They're calling Ice Cube a sellout. Mm-hmm. And we have to look at the context here. You know, the reason mm-hmm. why I started off again with Ice Cube or asking you where you place Ice Cube is because I feel like Ice Cube has been pretty on point his whole entire career he hasn't done anything that will make me say ice cube is now a sellout or ice cube should be canceled or ice cube is not for the people ice cube is not one of us i i'm not i'm i have ice cube has not shown me anything as of yet no nah. to make me say that no nah. and so he so let me let me give some some context here so he aligned himself with Trump because back in July, I think it was July, maybe June or July, he had this idea to start a contract with Black America. And I feel like the only way, or not, not necessarily the only way, but one of the, the, the best ways to make sure that Black people are moving forward as a people is you're going to have to fight your way in. You're going to have to, and I don't know it, it necessarily what that entails or what that means, but I feel like Ice Cube is actually trying to, to get somewhere. He's actually trying to, to, to try to, to help black people get in a better position. And, you know, to prepare myself for this, I went back and I rewatched Kanye. I rewatched Kanye's meeting with Trump and we don't have any audio. We don't have a video of Ice Cube meeting Trump or anything like that. So we just kind of have to go off of hearsay. Mm-hmm. But I went and I watched Kanye's meeting with Trump. And the reason why I did it is because I feel like the moment people are going to hear that I don't necessarily see anything wrong with what Ice Cube is doing. I feel like people are going to be like, oh, well, you're a hypocrite because you're against Kanye. Well, here's why I'm. I have a problem with with what Kanye with the way Kanye went about it. I feel like Kanye West is an opportunist. Mm-hmm. When I watched his meeting with Trump, I was listening to everything that he was saying, and it's just like his rally. He always refers back to himself, and exactly. it's one of those things where it's like, "What are you talking about?" He's talking about building airplanes and furniture and fashion and comparing himself to all of these great people. It's just like, why, how is that going to help us as black people, Kanye? Exactly. That's, that's, that'd be my whole problem with Kanye 
it, it like he'll say he's doing it to help, but in the end, it seemed like it was like an agenda or it was just all about him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so I could see it with Ice Cube being more about the people because, you know, even with Ice Cube's music, he's always been political in some form or fashion. Um, I mean, he might not have seen political, but if you listen like to early Ice Cube, he was a political, more like like a political artist in a way. But uh, yeah, I, I always feel like with Kanye, it, he's always referring back to himself as in like a way to help himself. But uh, like he'll always start off like he's you know like for the people, but it always seems like it goes back to him being kind of just kind of like his own ego. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I don't want to spend too much time on Kanye because I feel like we've given Kanye enough time on this podcast. Mm -hmm. But the reason I brought that up is because I wanted to when I when I was watching it, I wanted to make a comparison. I I did watch his meeting with Trump when it first came out, but I just had to watch it again because I wanted to to make sure that I was coming with coming on point to this conversation. And Mm -hmm. um, Ice Cube actually with his um, contract with Black America, he actually plans to. Um, um, help uh, the education system, black people in the education system, uh, mm-hmm. police reform, uh, affir- affirmative action, and abolition of uh, private prisons. And he brought the idea, or I believe in the article that I read, he tried to sit down with Biden and the Biden administration, and they denied him. So uh, I'm I'm thinking that the only way that he was able to get someone to listen or not, not necessarily get someone to listen, but he probably felt like, okay, well, if Trump is going to give me a chance then I'm going to go ahead and take it. Now here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing here. Here's where it gets a little tricky. The problem is how do we know what Trump's intentions are? Truly, where is where? That's what I'm saying. It's kind of scary. It's kind of scary doing that because with this, um, with the with the Trump versus uh versus Biden, uh, you know, Trump didn't denounce white supremacy, and so that's the scary part on trying to tell Trump something like this because he might try to do it like he's going to help and we could possibly get screwed if we're not careful. Right. Because the first thing that I thought was salute to Ice Cube for trying to infiltrate in any way that he can, but at the same time This is Donald Trump that we're talking about. This is somebody who, just like you just said, did not want to denounce white supremacy. He the first thing that I thought in my head was. He's going to use Ice Cube to Mm -hmm. sway the opinion of black people. Yep. And that's he's going to try. That's my fear. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to try to use he's going to try to bring Ice Cube in and and maybe I feel like he was kind of doing the same thing with Kanye. I feel like he was doing the same thing with Kanye. I feel like if he can. If he can align himself with somebody like Ice Cube, 
I feel like Ice Cube is like the perfect person, even though a lot of people are upset and angry with him. You know, I feel like there's a lot of people that that probably are that that take the same stance that we take. I I don't fuck with Trump, but by any means, whatever way you got to you feel like you got to do it, go ahead and handle your business, my brother. But you have to watch. You have to watch out. You really got to be careful. You got to know, got to really know what you're doing, because it's like if you're not careful. You almost be like a puppet, you know, like and then. Black people will really be disappointed in Ice Cube because they'd be like, how did he, how was he so, like, why, how did he get manipulated by Trump? And, like, we know he was just trying to help. I, I just feel like he just has to be really careful how he goes about this. Right. And I want to go back to what you said about him being political because you you are correct. Ice Cube has always been very, very political in his music. And that's one of the reasons why I put him as a top 10 rapper of all time, because he's, mm-hmm. he's the original, you know, I, I put ice cube up there with, you know, Chuck D and, mm-hmm. and KRS one, you know, that's those true. are the guys, those are the guys that I look at whenever I want to, you know, whenever I want to hear some, you know what I'm saying? Like some political, like on some, like teach me some lesson type shit. Them guys mm-hmm. are the guys that I go to. Shout out to Immortal Technique. He's another guy that I go to when I want to hear yes, some political sir. stuff. Yes, sir. Yeah. Ari the Rugged Man. Shout out to Ari the Rugged Man. He's not, I mean, Ari the Rugged Man is not, he's not a political, like all around political rapper, but he does have records where I listen to and I'm like, man, like this is, this is some lesson, lesson yeah. learned type shit. So, yes, but yeah, I, I put Ice Cube up there and I, I feel like that, that, that's part of the reason why a lot of people are so hurt and upset because this is a guy who said F the police and he has a record on death certificate called I want to kill Sam. And he's saying a whole lot of, a whole lot of like shit on there on that one song where it's like, I feel like if you play that in the wrong place, like motherfuckers going to be wanting to fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you know, if they're not black. So yeah. He he, one hundred percent is one of those people that I look at as when it comes to content, when it comes to message, he is one of our biggest voices in hip hop. You know, yes, sir. Yes, sir. and I mean, he, he was he was around. He was around at at the pub. You know, when Public Enemy was out. You know, I think Public Enemy came out in like ninety. Uh, or no, 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 I don't know why I'm saying ninety, like 80, 87 or something like that. Because NWA mm-hmm. was 88, right? I think yeah. Straight yeah, Outta Compton was 88. Yeah, it was like 88. Yep. Straight Outta Compton was 88. So, you know, he was around. He was around at that time. You know what I'm saying? And, and even um, Ice Cube has has a couple of classic albums. He has a couple of classic albums. America's Most Wanted is a classic. And Death Certificate is a classic. I want, you know, if y'all haven't heard those albums, please go check those albums out. Those are classic records. Sure. Um, and actually, it's very, very interesting, his his stance on this, because, again, his his political message of F white America and so on and so forth, he actually, when he left NWA, he went and recorded America's Most Wanted in New York. He actually moved to New York to go record that album. I never knew that. That's crazy. Yeah, and and I'm about to take it a step further. So if you listen to America's Most Wanted, the production is handled by 
the bomb squad. The Man. bomb squad is public enemy. That is so dumb. So, yeah. So he he moved to New York. Handle uh what and and to me, America's Most Wanted. A lot of people will probably say that that's Ice Cube's greatest album. His probably his best album. One of the greatest political sure. rapidity rap albums ever. Yeah, and definitely one of them for sure. The fact that he was able to team up with the Bomb Squad just made that even better. But the reason why I said it was interesting with his stance is not only his political message, but he actually, I don't know if he still is right now, but whenever he moved to New York and I don't know, maybe it was, it was just the, the environment and maybe the people that he was around, he actually did convert to Islam. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I heard about that, but I, I didn't know if that was a for sure thing that he like converted to Islam or not. It seemed like I had, read that but i didn't know for sure for sure that was a thing yeah. he did yeah no he he definitely 100 converted to islam and i don't know if he still if he still uh you know follows that now but he definitely did convert to islam so it makes it a little bit more interesting with him deciding to align himself with donald trump but i again feel as though like I said, we're not we're not canceling Ice Cube. He's done too much. He's contributed too much. He hasn't done anything as of yet that will make me say he's a complete 100% sellout. Now, I know aligning aligning himself with Donald Trump for a lot of people, that's enough. Like there are a lot of people are just saying like the fact that he's associating himself with Donald Trump, he's canceled. It's done. Mm-hmm. It's over. But all I'll say is, is, is give the man a chance. I really feel like Ice Cube is somebody who is genuine. He's never been somebody who just does stuff for attention. He's not out here. He's not an opportunist. He's not trying to create. Uh, he's not. He's not like trying to chase cloud or anything like that. So let's just give Ice Cube a chance to see what he actually does. He may actually. He may actually get us somewhere. You know. For real. We just gotta. And, we just gotta watch and see and wait and see. I feel like so. I feel I pray that something good comes out of this for sure. And I, I feel like it's one of those things too, where it's like more than ever right now. I understand that it's difficult. I understand that it's very, very hard with these circumstances that we're in. Our options aren't great. But if Ice Cube is really genuine and he's really trying to get in to try to forward us as a people. I feel mm-hmm. like maybe since, you know how I'm saying, he hasn't done anything as of yet to make us think otherwise, maybe we should support him in his decision. And if it does come back where it doesn't work in his favor, it doesn't work in our favor, whatever the case may be, then we can be like, okay, well, damn, you made a mistake. You fucked up. You tried. Let's not do that again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let, let's just come together and support someone who I feel is, is a genuine, you know, a genuine man, you know, to, to, to our people. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's, let's try to, let's try to, you know, help, help with that. Let's try to support him and try to move it forward. Cause he even put up a tweet where he was saying, you know, like y'all are calling me a sellout now, you know, they were calling me a sellout when I left NWA, they were calling me a sellout whenever I started making movies and was doing less hip hop. You know, they Not called funny. me a sellout whenever I started the big three and I did the basketball. Like he was just saying, like people have constantly called him a sellout over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And usually those kind of people are the people that that have 
the the toughest kind of the toughest kind of skin, I guess, because you you calling him a sellout for leaving NWA, I feel like his career elevated whenever he left NWA. I feel like it did. It, it things things got better and better and better when he when he left NWA. Ice Cube continued to to elevate. And so mm-hmm. with all that being said, man, look, if, if Ice Cube feel, feels like he needs to collaborate with the Trump administration to get us somewhere, to get our community somewhere, to get us as black people somewhere, then you know what I'm saying? Do what you got to do. Do what you feel like you need to do. We're going to wait for the results. We're going to see what happens. And, you know, as of right now, salute to Ice Cube. And, you know, for all the people out there who, again, who don't like the fact that he is aligning himself with with Donald Trump, I get it. I understand. I'm not saying that I disagree with y'all. I'm not saying that y'all are wrong. I'm not saying anything like that. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Times are like, look at the times that we're in. Look at the times that we're in right now, man. Exactly. So, salute to Ice Cube. That is a legend. That is a god. Somebody that I view as a god. Uh, we are definitely going to have a top 10 rapper conversation, top 10 MC conversation. You know, me and you are nerds. I feel like whenever we do have that conversation, we're going to have to explain the difference because there's a difference between top 10 rapper and top 10 MC. For sure. And for sure. People don't know, bro. They don't know that that difference they don't know like we gotta definitely have that talk for sure it's coming soon yeah. coming soon yeah that's that's definitely coming black thoughts album just came out we're dissecting that album as we speak and yes. we will be we will definitely be breaking down who we believe to be the top like wordsmiths in the world and yes. so yeah, but I just wanted to to bring that up because we're we, we we these are conversations that we have like off record, man. These are conversations that we have off record. We talk about top ten rappers, top ten MCs, even even our favorite artists because artists is is a different thing as well. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, but yeah, man. Again, shout out to Ice Cube. Ice Cube is a legend. Peace, peace, God, salute. Um, we got some other stuff to get into, man. We gotta. I feel like. I feel like anytime we, because, you know, we just came off of our two-week break. Anytime we go on a break and we come back, it's just so much stuff. So much stuff to get piled up and piled up and piled up. And I just feel like at times, like, we're, man, we're never going to catch up. We're never going to catch up. We're never going to catch up. But Drake is always in headlines all the time. No pun intended. No pun intended. I was just about to say, no pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended. Drake was in headlines. Uh, 21 Savages album came out, which is fucking fire, by the way. Shout out to 21 Savages. I need to listen to that. That shit is fucking fire. Shout out to 21 Savages and shout out to Metro Boomin. That is a match made in heaven. I'm looking. What it is, he just keeps getting better to me. Fam, fam. Let you know what while we're on this conversation, let's just go ahead and do it. I was listening to the 20, 21 Savage album, and I know you haven't listened to it yet, you haven't gotten the chance to listen to it yet, but I agree with you 100%. 21 Savage 
Man, I'm about to say something that's, that's about to be crazy, but I don't care. <laughs> let's let's start having a, a conversation about 21 Savage being a lyricist because I'd be I'd be feeling like he'd be he'd be snapping. And it's like it's like not even stuff that's like deep or anything like that. Like he ain't got no like deep lyrics or nothing like that. But the shit that he be saying, he be he be yep. saying some witty, some funny shit. Like it'd be, it, it, it be actually kind of clever for real. Like facts. Facts. You know, it's crazy because like we were we were talking to Jonathan. Shout out to Jonathan. Um, I don't know if it was me or or if you were there. I don't know. You may have not been there. But I was talking to Jonathan about Uzi and who was who were we talking about? I think we were talking about Lil Uzi and uh, we were talking about somebody else. It may have been Future, whenever Future was, like, snapping. But we were just talking about how, like, when you really break down, like, Uzi and 21 Savage, like, they be really rapping, bro. Like, they be really rapping. So, like, all this, like, mumble yeah, rap the talk. Mumble and- rap thing. Yeah, the mumble rap thing confuses me. Like, I mean, like, they actually be kind of, like, rapping, rapping, like. Rapping, rapping, bro. Like rapping, rapping. So I salute to motherfucking Twenty One Savage, man. Twenty One Savage is that nigga, and that goddamn Savage Mode Two, fucking fire, fucking fire. Yeah, you listen to it. Yeah, you definitely gotta check that. Check that project out. Um, I almost forgot where I was going with this. Um, Drake, Drake, <laughs> Drake. Aubrey Graham, Drizzy, um. You are hiding a child. Let that boy come home. No, I'm just playing. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> oh man. No, um, so Drake, Drake caught some fire uh this past, you know, about two weeks ago or whatever. He actually admitted in uh, a record on the 21 Savage project where he s- pretty much came out and said that he dated SZA back in 2009. Now this upset a lot of people mm-hmm. because in 09, SZA would have been 17 years old, I believe. Mm-hmm. And Drake was 22 or 23, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's been said, it's been, it's, it's been a rumor that Drake likes younger women. And this has been said for a while. Um, I think what really made people kind of um, like zero into this little one one area was when he texted Billie Eilish. This is like the most times I've ever said Billie Eilish ever. I think I've said her name like what, three or four I don't times. Think ever, I don't think I've ever heard you say her name. So many times. That's funny. I don't talk about Billy Eilish, but he apparently texted Billy Eilish that year whenever she had won all those goddamn Grammys, congratulating mm-hmm. her. Which this was like maybe two or three years ago. So Drake is like thirty, I don't know how, like 31, 32 or something like that right now. Yeah, I think, and, I think yeah, like thirty two, thirty three. One of them, I don't know, early thirties. Okay. Yeah, we'll just say early thirties. So he apparently. You know, it got out that he texted Billie Eilish whenever she won all those Grammys and people were trying to figure out. Because I think at the time, Billie Eilish was 17 years old 
and people were trying to figure out like why the hell are you texting a 17 year old girl sir like what is your problem I didn't know she but, was that young yeah no Billie Eilish is young she's she's still a teen she's still a teen mm-hmm. she is definitely not a grown woman I knew she was young but I thought she might have been like 21 22 something no, I think like she's maybe like 19 years old right now, maybe if I'm not mistaken, maybe maybe 20. Wow, maybe maybe 20. Um, and then he a lot of there's a lot of speculation that the record jaded on Scorpion was about Jordan Smith, and at the time, you know, it came out that him and Jordan Smith. I don't know if they had a relationship. I don't want to get on here and say that they had a relationship. I can't say that. But they had something they had that there may have been something there because I think she was very, very. um, She was on more life, I think Mm -hmm. she was on more life. And yeah, and so he he a lot of people speculated that that jaded record was actually about Georgia Smith, who would have been young, way younger than Drake at the time. You know, mm-hmm. when that record came out. And so people are upset because they think that Drake may be predatorial mm. some way, shape, or form. Now, I'll get on here and be honest with you right now. This is one of those things where I feel like people pick and choose. I can't see people canceling Drake. Like, they're not going to cancel Drake. It's nah. just not going to happen. Yeah. No. Nah. It's not going to happen. But this caused SZA to respond and had, she had to clear things up. And I think she may have said that, you know, it's not what it seems, you know, she, cause it's crazy too, because a lot of people don't really know how old SZA is because I think for a long time, she, I don't want to say that she's lied about her birthday, but nobody knows, nobody really knows like when her date of birth actually is. So it's weird. It's one of those things where it's like, well, how old are you? Like when when the fuck were you born? But <laughs> jeez. But uh she she came out, she had to clear some things up. But I just wanted to ask you because I feel like why is it that men feel the need to throw throw their like their personal information like when it comes to relations that they may have had with a woman why do they why do men always feel like they have to like why did he do that why is that there like why did he like what made him go in there and say i'm gonna write this line and let everybody know that i dated scissor in 2009 why see it's crazy because i learned something different about drake on so many songs i was like when the when did that happen drake and scissor i was like what and so uh I, I can't speak for other men, but what I can say is I think some men, like when that person blows up, it's like, oh, yeah, I dated her type of thing. Like, like I, I'm pretty sure it's somebody out there saying, like, I was with Beyonce at one point. Here's some pictures oh, of yeah. us. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I think it's, a, it's I think it's that type of thing. It's just like, dang, look how big they didn't got, like, as far as fame. And it's like, man, I talked to her, but she wasn't famous yet. But man, like, I just gotta, I just kind of gotta brag about it. I don't know what that is. I don't know. That's just, I feel like that's just something that 
celebrities, certain celebrities just feel like they want to do or have to do or have to say. Like, it's just like, I dated her. She wasn't as famous, but look how famous she is now. Like, I don't know. That's kind of weird. So, in other words, it was for clout. Because I feel like... I think so. I think it was. I feel like that's something that we could have gone our whole lives without knowing. And if it was something that we absolutely needed to know, which I don't think it was, I think SZA would have told us. I think SZA exactly. would have came out and said, yo, me and homeboy, no, nah, I mean, like we had, we had something back in the day or whatever the case may be. But mm -hmm. it's just weird that, that men just take it upon themselves to divulge that information. And I just, I just, it's just, it was just, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's random. Like why, and why on a 21 Savage record? Yeah. That's another weird place to do that. Yeah. And you know, Drake, Drake has throughout his career, he's, he's been associated with a lot of different women. You know, I remember when he had that line on more life, when he said, I drunk tested JLo old number. So it bounced back. Yeah. What? Like he was, he was what with J-Lo? Like what? Like, 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 cause I remember when they were saying he, cause I think he was with J-Lo for a short time. He was with J-Lo. He was with, I think Serena for a short time. And it's oh, just yeah. like, it's some stuff. It's like, we kind of know that, but it was like, dang, you kind of told us something like, like, dang, like, I don't know if you should have said that. Like, it, like it's weird. It's weird because I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, as a man, you're not supposed to, I don't want to say you're not supposed to do that, but it's just like, you don't, you don't need to do that. Like as a man, it's, it's like, it's almost like one of those things where it's like, you're adding, you're adding bodies on to your body count kind of. And <laughs> it's kind of like what I said, like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like for clout, going back to what you said about SZA being way more popular now than what she was, you know, I guess it's just kind of whack to me that he, that he did that because it's like, yeah, he's basically saying like, like, yeah, like I was with that. Like I had that. And, and that's why I was going to ask. I feel like to me, in my opinion, it, 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 it could be taken as like slight disrespect because it's just like when, yeah. I don't know, for whatever reason, when Drake talks about the women that he's been with, and I don't know if this is just me, this is just the way my ears work. Whenever he talks about women that he's been with, it's almost like he's he's saying it in a context like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I had that. I did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was with that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, y'all can have it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Dude, that's that's exactly how I read it. Yeah, because Drake, Drake is, is, is one of those. He's one of those artists, man. He's definitely. And, he, and I say it all the time. He learned this from Jay. He's slick with the words, my guy. Drake is, is, is good with the – he's very, very good with the words. He's very slick with the words. So it's, it's just one of those things where, like, when I when I first saw that, you know, of course, the internet was going crazy. You know, Drake said something about SZA, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, what's this? And I figured out it was on a 21 Savage record, and I was just like, what's the point? Like, what's the point in this? Because I feel like now it puts – I don't know. Now I put SZA in a weird situation because now it's just like she has to, she has to admit and 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 come out and say like, yeah, like this is this is true, which I I believe she did say that it was true, 
Uh, yeah, she did she, say, I think she did. I think she admitted it, but maybe she didn't want to ever bring that up. And it's like now he kind of forced it out. Like, not saying she would have to speak on it even more, but it's just like a thing. Like now, it's like people are probably gonna be asking her questions. What you was with Drake? Like blah blah blah. Like I would have never thought. Like, cause honestly, I don't even see that. Like honestly, like yeah. I don't even see a scissor in Drake. But it's just like that was probably it was so back in the day that it was like now we don't see it. But back in the day, you know, but it's just like, yeah, it just it just didn't seem necessary. It's like that's something that nobody could have known forever. Like, yeah, I feel like none of us, none of us would have ever been able to because, yeah, it's like what you said, man. I would have never, ever in a million years thought that Drake and SZA were together. Like, what? Yep, like a lot of there's a lot of couples like that. Though it's just like you never would have seen, you don't think they would have dated. Like, but like I, I find out like different people like as far as celebrities dated a long time ago. Not to get back on Jada, but I saw this thing like some like a week or so ago. Jada dated Grant Hill, and I never knew that Jada Pinkett. Like I was just like, like what? Because it was an episode of a different world where she was wearing a dupe uh like hoodie and it was Grant Hill's hoodie and that's when he went to Duke and I was like I never knew they were together like that's crazy it's like you find out so much stuff years and years later and SZA and Drake is one of the most weird ones I've ever like that's that's a that couple just sounds weird to me very, very random. Very random. And yeah, I didn't know about the Jada and, and, and Grand Hill thing. So that's that's breaking news here on the TNT podcast. I had no idea. Yeah, so, man. Yeah. It's crazy to me. It's like, and I feel like it's a lot of celebrities like that. It's just like you never they dated back in the day, you would have never known until like somebody says it now. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, man. Stop, you know, dudes, stop, stop airing out the dirty laundry. You know what I mean? Drake, you didn't need to do that. I don't know why you did that. It was just so random that you did that. And, you know, just leave that, leave that between the two of you. You know what I mean? Because now, now the world knows that Drake and SZA dated and it's just, we're, we're all trying to wrap our heads around that because you have to imagine if this was 09, she was dating Okay, now I'm going to say something here on TNT Podcast, and this is just something that I've always believed. I fuck with Drake. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with Drake's music. I like Drake. I think Drake makes great music. He's a great artist. But he's mm-hmm. always been a very, very corny guy to me. Same. Always. Facts. He's always been very, very corny. A lot of the things that he does, man- mannerisms, a lot of the things that he does is very, very corny. So she, she was dating 2009 Drake. This is before The Beard. This is before the body. This is before <laughs> all of it. Like this is before everything. So she got, she got Drake. That, and that, this is probably why she didn't want anyone to know. That oh, bro, you might have just said you just said a word, bro. I think you just said something. That's that's it, crazy. This is probably why she didn't want any, want anyone to know because you have to realize, you know, you know how how corny Drake was whenever he first got in. He was bro. fucking corny as hell. Bruh, he was he's always been great music. Too. Don't get me wrong. Nah, his music's always been great. Just yeah, him. He's done some just like stuff where you just like, all right, bro. Like, 
Yeah, he's right. he's he's definitely done some corny ass shit. But no, nah, salute to SZA, man. I don't know. I don't know if you if, if you know SZA. I know you're not listening, but I know you don't want 09 Drake on your on your list of hits. But uh, <laughs> oh my God. out there now, you know what I mean. But uh, shout out to shout out to Drake. Shout out to SZA. Um. Right before uh, we wrap this up, I wanted to discuss Big Sean real quick because uh, some some very, very interesting information has come out in regards to Big Sean and his deal with good music. Um, and I had a question that I wanted to ask you about this um, mm-hmm. because I think I don't know if if I necessarily want to want to say that Big Sean was wronged in his deal with Kanye. Because you have to realize, so actually, let me get some backstory first. So Big Sean came out and admitted that he was signed to Good Music and was given a $15,000 advance. That is terrible. That That is is trash. Garbage, bro. That is trash. Because with a $15,000 advance, I'm not really sure what exactly you can get with that. And, And it really, it really is interesting because I do remember when Big Sean before his first album came out he was dropping the finally famous mixtapes and he mm-hmm. had a couple of records on those mixtapes where he was actually dissing Kanye while he was signed to Kanye at the time and now that he's speaking about this 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 puts everything it brings everything full circle it, it makes it makes a hell of a lot more sense now why mm-hmm. Big Sean was so frustrated at the beginning of his at the beginning of his career and um, going back to the $15,000 advance, you know, y'all know how this thing works, man. Labels will sign you. You know, they give you all this money. Artists, and I'm not saying that this applies to Big Sean because I'm pretty sure Big Sean is, is a very, very cognitive, smart man. He knows business. He's, you know, he's not an idiot. I'm not getting up here saying anything bad about Big Sean. We love you, Big Sean. Salute to Big Sean. But y'all know how these labels work. You know, they sign you. They give you these advances. You, most of you artists don't know that you have to pay these advances back. This is not your money. This is the label's money. And by the time you spent up all their advances, you are already in debt because you owe them all the money back that you spent and you're in a deep hole. And this is how the record industry goes. So I really just wanted to ask you, though, because I feel like, in my opinion, I'm at a I'm at a crossroads here because I don't necessarily know if Kanye was in the wrong. For what he did. Now let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Okay, I can see I can see where you're going with this, but yes. Yes, let me tell you why. So you have to think about the story that Big Sean always tells as to how he got signed, right? He got signed mm-hmm. by freestyling for Kanye West after a show. He ran up on mm-hmm. Kanye after a show, freestyled for him, and Kanye was like, you know what? I like what I'm hearing. I want to sign you. Blah blah blah. So the reason why I'm saying I don't know if Kanye is wrong is because is Kanye wrong for giving as as small as a fifteen thousand dollar advance is? Is he wrong for giving Big Sean that from hearing from signing him just wanting to sign him just from hearing a freestyle and not having any content, not having any music, not having anything that you know Big mm-hmm. Sean kind of had at the time? I mean, you have to realize Kanye took a chance on Big Sean, right? Because he didn't have anything. Exactly. He didn't have anything to go off of. He just went off of the fact that that Big Sean spit a dope freestyle for him. So while I do think it is 
you know, kind of wrong because in most artists' situation, they already have work out, they already have projects out, and they're probably there's there's probably worse deals that are being done. You know what I'm saying? Fifteen thousand dollars is probably not even the worst that we've even heard. There's probably like a bunch of deals that are being done that are ten times worse than that. But mm-hmm. I do understand, you know, Kanye's position in that moment. You know what I mean? But on the Benny album, and actually actually before we get to that, my question to you was was, you know, what I just said. Do you think do you think Kanye was wrong in that situation? Or are you kind of in agreement with the stance that I'm taking that Kanye was kind of gambling? Yeah, yeah. Cause at, at first when I first heard it, because I actually didn't get to hear the whole uh because I think he was on live or something talking about it. And uh, I meant to actually like go back and listen to him talking about the $15,000 advance that Kanye gave him or whatever, after hearing him freestyle or trying to give him a deal or whatever. But yeah, I, I never got the full story behind that, but nah, when I first, like when I just heard that for the first time, I was just like, yeah, that's kind of trash. I was like, 15,000 is not really you would you would think at least like a lot more than that as far as an advance, but then to to know that you know to not go off any content or um to be gambling on someone like not knowing and they spit a free like a freestyle and you love it then you sign them that actually makes sense like the fifteen thousand dollar advance actually makes sense because it's like like you're kind of just going off potential. And so, right. And then it's just, it's just like, you know, like if you just going off potential, you gotta, I mean, you gotta see a pattern after, after a while, like you can't just go off potential, you gotta go off a pattern. So he signed him off potential and then he probably saw that there was a pattern of him, like he could actually be successful in music, in the music business. And so, I don't think it was wrong. When I first heard it, I was just like, that's kind of messed up. But then when I when you think about it like that, you got you kind of gotta, you know, think about it, like really think about it. Yeah, and I've always thought that Big Sean, man, we we haven't been able to kind of jump into what I really wanted to discuss in regards to Big Sean, because Big Sean, if you noticed. He there was a while there, like when that whole Pusha T Drake thing was going on. I want to say like maybe after that, like a little bit before that as well. Big Sean, he dis he definitely one hundred percent distanced himself from good music. Like he he was he wasn't. It didn't even seem like he was in good music for a while. Right, right. He he went. I and and that's something that I noticed pretty quickly. I, I noticed that pretty quick pretty quickly and. It seems like it started to happen right around when Kanye was kind of losing his mind, you know, when he was, you know, when he put on the hat and, mm-hmm. you know, started going crazy. Big Sean probably realized, like, yo, like, this man is bugging. Like, you're bugging. And so ever since since then, I feel like Big Sean has kind of distanced himself from good music. And it's kind of almost like he's not even on good music anymore because – and I'm pretty sure him and Kanye probably talk behind the scenes and – you know, they probably, you know, Kanye maybe worked on on the new album. I actually don't even know if Kanye worked on the new album or not. 
it doesn't matter. I don't know either, but you know what's so funny though? Like I, I did see a video where where Big Sean had came out to Wyoming. It was just him and Kanye. And so oh, okay. I was like, I was like, I know that there's still a relationship there. So because like, you know, I think there was after he did the interview with um who did he do the interview with where he, uh, the person had came out to his ranch? Um uh, I think was, you're talking about uh, Zane Lowe, I believe. Zane, yeah, Zane Lowe. So it was like a little bit like after that, like Big Sean had came out there, and uh, like I had saw a video where like Big Sean was like freestyling, like and Kanye was right there, like in Wyoming. So I was just like, oh, okay, so they are cool, like yeah. So I was like, there's still a relationship there, but yeah, it seemed like he had distanced himself from the label because. Uh, when when it was those back to back like those like those that Good Music Friday where everybody was dropping an album, I was wondering where was Big Sean gonna come in? Cause um, even though Kid Cudi is out of Good Music, he still did a collab album with Kanye. So and then it was Nas, Pusha T, Tiana, like yeah. So it was just like I thought Big Sean might have gotten in there or even Saha some way somehow would have squeezed in there like for an album but uh yeah it seemed like big sean was kind of just like doing his own thing like for a, a while so and i think that that might have been some of the reason it might have been because of what kanye was doing as far as the political stuff with trump and the hat and all of that stuff like i don't know but uh yeah but you know with, with the, the fifteen thousand dollar advance I, I i get it i get it now because when I first heard, I was like, "Damn, it sounded like Kanye was kind of trying to, you know, rob Big Sean in a way." But then, when you're just going off potential, that's really not that bad until you see something, you know. I do think that there is still a relationship between him and Kanye because, at the end of the day, Kanye is ultimately the person that gave him his shot. So, I mean, I don't think that that Big Sean would ever go as far as to disrespecting Kanye like that, but. There has definitely, I can definitely tell that there has been some tension between Big Sean and just the the establishment, and you can you can hear it in 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 a lot of Big Sean's bars. Um, you mm-hmm. know, of course, he talked, he touched on it a little bit on uh, Detroit too, and just recently on this Benny album, which we are going to talk about because man, let me fucking tell you, bruh, bruh. Man. I was listening to the album, bro, on my way from Fresno. And Man. bruh. Bruh. Look, I, I tried wasn't, to tell. Wasn't, I tried wasn't, to... wasn't a song wasn't that song with Big Sean and Lil Wayne on it? Yes. Yes. Ooh. Bruh. Man, we're we're gonna talk about the Benny album. So we're gonna we're gonna say what we have to say about the Benny album, but Look, salute and shout out to Benny the Butcher, Griselda. I know I've said it a million times on this podcast. I'm going to continue to say it. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a Griselda boy. I'm a Griselda boy. Make, so, bro, you dudes is ridiculous, bro. Like, I'm trying to they are like the best like group of lyricists right now. Facts. Facts. I, st- I 100% stand by what you just said. Man. Um, but yes, Big Sean's verse on that record with him and Wayne, he had a line in there where he did say that he did sign a slave deal. He signed a slave deal, so he feels mm. as though his deal with 
was good and Def Jam was a slave deal. And, you know, I mean, you can't, I mean, a lot of, a lot of these artists sign slave deals and it's the game. It's the way, it's the way the game works. Unfortunately that, you know, it, it has to be where you have to fight for ownership and fight for your masters and fight for everything pretty much, especially being a black man, you know, in, in, you know, in hip hop where it's, it's run by a bunch of culture vultures. So I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I just thought about something. I don't know. Did you see that Kanye said that he was talking about giving, like, you know, his masters back to all his, the like, the people on his label? Like, you know, like, everybody, like, that's signed to him. I saw that he did say that. Yeah, so he, so Big Sean, yeah, I did see that. And Big Sean also touched on that, too. So right after he said he signed a slave deal, he said it doesn't matter because I have my masters now. Exactly. So, it, so shout out to Kanye for that, at least. Yeah, it seems as though, it seems as though, based off of what Big Sean said on the record, that Kanye was true to his word. Now, I hope that, you know, he's 100% true to his word and he gives everyone back their masters. Mm -hmm. Because I believe Kanye was saying that he owns 50% of all of the good music artists' masters. So I hope that, mm -hmm. you know, he pra he's practicing what he preaches because you already know my stance on Kanye coming out and talking about ownership. This is old. We've been talking about it for a long time. And just, you know, him wanting to come out now and give our, his artists his masters, their masters back is kind of whack to me. But, I mean, at the end of the day, if this is what it took for Kanye to get to that place, for these artists to get their masters and Tiana Taylor and Sahai and whoever the hell else is still signing good music because I don't even know who's on that roster anymore. If there's uh, salute no label anymore. <laughs> Good yeah, music. I don't even, I, yeah, I don't even know because Tiana had her issues. Big Sean has it had his issues. Sai High is just kind of playing the, the back right now. And Pusha T is, I believe he's still the president of good music. I mean, Pusha T is really still the only one that really wears good music on his on his sleeve. So yeah. yep. Yep. And but um, left like years ago yeah kid cuddy left it, it that hurt that hurt me as a fan common uh, common left i don't even think i don't even know if john legend is still there i don't know if john legend is still on good music yeah, anymore. I, think, I think if i'm not mistaken he might have left too john legend yeah i don't think he is i think he may have put out his final album like a couple of years back on good music i know designer which we don't nobody gives a fuck about designer but he oh, he left. He had he had his issues with good music, so he's all he's not on the label anymore. I really, honestly, I really think that it's just it's just Sahai pushes the president, Big Sean. But I feel like Big Sean's getting ready to getting ready to get off of that too. Uh, Tiana, and I think they have maybe a couple of new artists that are on there that I'm not familiar with. And um, I think maybe Travis Scott might still be signed as a producer. I don't know. I don't even know if that's still a thing. I know he was mm -hmm. for a minute, but yeah, man. man. Good music, bro. Good music had good music had a great group of people. Like, jeez. Yeah. The one, the one thing that I'm so upset with though is the most deaf situation. Most deaf was on good music, oh, man. For yes, man. a couple of 
he was there for a couple of years and I don't even think he released a project on good music. That's very, very upsetting. Yeah, man. He was on the, he was on the good Fridays, but he wasn't like, he didn't drop an actual album. Um, Cause I think now the last thing, last thing I've been hearing about most Def is him and Talib are trying to wrap up this uh, black star, like second black star album. And I was watching the interview and he was like, it's ridiculous. Like y'all going to lose it when y'all hear it. But I think it's like they, I know they're doing it like with uh like Mad Live and stuff, but I think they're just trying to find the right deal. But yeah, I don't think this, it was nothing that he released. I don't think under Kanye, but it, it's crazy because I, I, I would go back to some live performances around the time Kanye dropped My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and, when they would do like a good music tour, like group tour, like most deaf would actually perform. And so it was just like, he never just, he was on the label. He just never released the music. Like, I don't know yeah. what that was about. So I always yeah. wanted to hear like a, a, like a fully like Kanye produced most deaf album. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been dope because I feel like most deaf was there when Kanye was still Kanye. And, yeah. and, and and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Kanye West is still Kanye. I'm not taking anything away from his musical, his, his ability as an artist, as a producer, but he, he was a different Kanye back then. So it's, yeah. it, you know, it's real, it's real sad to see that, you know, we didn't get anything out of most Def from when he was on there, but yeah, good music. They had a pretty, a pretty solid, a pretty solid roster. They had most Def. they had common, they had Cuddy, they had John legend. They had, Pusha, um, yeah, man, that's they had a, a, a pretty that's a great group, bro. That's a crazy list of artists, and like that, that, that group is insane. At one point, I think good music was, I was putting good music way above like YMCMB and stuff like that, and Cash Money. Like, good music was it for me, yeah. And then, and then you know, you had the original good music where it was uh, like GLC and consequence and i remember when uh bentley was over there i don't even think bentley he wasn't even an artist he was just there like as just like a personality um and yeah man good music back then man it was it was they had a crazy roster man had a crazy roster but um no man salute to big sean man um i'm glad that he was able to get his masters back hopefully that that's true um, so salute to him. I feel like Big Sean has been on one. He's again, we we already had our conversation. This is phase three of Big Sean's career. So shout out to Big Sean. Uh, shout out to everyone we discussed in this episode. Ice Cube, all of NWA, um, everybody that I mentioned that are starting podcasts, uh, SZA, Drake, all those people, man. Uh, we appreciate everyone for tuning in to episode 32 of the TNT podcast. Uh, was there anything that we left out? Anything that you wanted to add before we get out of here? No, I think that pretty much covers everything on my end. On my end, at least. Yes. 